0: take their soul to the next level and I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys with a ton of free master classes between 60 and 90 minutes covering mind, body, soul, relationships and conscious entrepreneurship. Some of these master classes are taught by spiritual masters, relationship experts, best-selling authors, legends in the personal growth and spirituality space and so much more. So if you want to sign up for any of our free mind, body, and soul masterclasses, just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or or any of the companies they represent. Now, getting ready for the new year, we all want to get more things done, to be more productive in our day-to-day lives. And today's guest is here to help you do that. We have on the show legendary productivity consultant, David Allen, who is best known for creating the time management method called Getting Things Done. He is a best-selling author, and speaker. And David and I had a very frank and educational conversation on how to be more productive in our day-to-day lives. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome
1: to the show David Allen. How you doing, David? Uh, Fine, Alex. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to talk to you about how to get things done this year. I mean, there's (laughs) (laughs) this year, every year for that matter, but it is it is a problem that we all have. And I have to first, my first question is how did you get into this line of work?
1: I, I got fascinated by clear space. You know, I was an American intellectual history major in Berkeley in graduate school in 1968. So uh, <laughs> imagine, you know, the path from there to here. Uh, but then I decided you know, come on, nineteen sixty eight. I decided I wanted my own enlightenment instead of studying other people who had theirs. So I dropped out of graduate school and then but they weren't paying people to go, you know, learn yourself and study yourself or whatever. So I had to make a job. I had to, you know, had to make a living rice bowl and cave wasn't my gig at the time. So uh, but I had friends that kind of knew what they were doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do, except for myself find out who the hell I was, and you know, that whole game. But I had friends who seemed to know what they were doing. So they were starting businesses and have small businesses. And so I became a really good number two guy. So, you know, I helped friends. I helped a guy run a service station and a, and a car restoration business. I helped a guy manage a landscape company in, in San Fernando Valley. I helped, you know, um, I helped two guys start a restaurant, a New Orleans style restaurant in, in, you know, in LA. So I did a lot of stuff, but I'd go in and just look, well, how much easier can we do this? I'm just Mr. Lazy. I figure out, you know, come on, guys, how soon can we leave and whatever. And I just wound up helping improve their, now they call that process improvement. I just Mm -hmm. said, you know, come on, there's got to be an easier way to do what you're trying to do here. So uh, I wound up doing that. Then I get bored. I got, we fix it and go, oh, okay, so it's on cruise control. So what's next? And then I discovered they pay people to do that. They call them something consultant. Wow. You know, couldn't spell it. Now I are one. So 1982, hung out my shingle, Allen Associates, and started to do my own consulting. But I said, can I just sell myself on a project by project basis? Because that's what I've been doing. Well, maybe maybe you can make a career out of that. I don't know. So I, I tried that. But I also was, was interested in clear space. Because one of the things I did when I dropped out and was you know, doing meditation, spiritual exploration, study, and whatever kind of black belt in karate. So, you know, in <laughs> obviously in the martial arts at the high levels of training, there's you know meditative kind of ex- reflective kind of exercises. There may be a spiritual component, but there's certainly a practical component. If four people jump you in a dark alley, you don't want two thousand unprocessed emails hanging around your psyche. So, <laughs> how do you stay clear? As my world is getting more Busy, complex, professional. I'm saying, hmm, I need to stay clear myself because I like the clarity. I like the idea of nothing on my mind except what I was trying to do, and not being distracted. And so I then started to discover piece by piece elements of what then later became a whole methodology that I was able to cobble together and objectify. Called GTD, or Getting Things Done. Anyway, that was the beginning of all this, and and once I started doing that, that became. I started to say, well, this worked for me. Let me see if this works for my clients. and help me gain more stability, more control, more freedom, more space to focus on the meaningful stuff. So I started using it for them, but worked for them too. Produced the same results it did for me. You know, more of that. Then I had a guy, a big guy in the corporate, you know, training world, head of HR in a big corporation, saw what I was doing. He said, David, we need that in our own culture. Can you design some sort of a training program around this? So I did took a, two or three months and designed a personal productivity training. And we did a pilot program for a thousand executives and managers at Lockheed in 1983-84. And it worked. It hit a nerve. It was like, wow, they'd never seen anything this good. And suddenly, I thought, if you'd told me that <laughs> as an American history, intellectual history major in Berkeley in 68, that I was going to be thrust into the corporate training world, I'd say, what are you smoking? Come on. <laughs> Are you sure? Really? And then I, but it turned out that was the audience that was the ripest and the most hungry for what I had come up with because they were getting bombarded. The corporate world then was getting bombarded with a tsunami of email and corporate change and flattened organizations. And wow, well, people needed to manage themselves better. And so, and they were willing to pay for something about that. So I wound up being thrust into the corporate training world and my consulting turned pretty much. Mostly into coaching mid to senior level people that that round that that sort of discovered what I was doing and said, David, come sit by my desk. Can you help me install this and and implement this? So, so Alex, has spent thousands quite literally thousands of hours. You know, Malcolm, that would say ten thousand hours. I probably spent thirty thousand hours, literally, desk side with some of the busiest and brightest people you'd ever meet actually implementing it you know testing out refining and, and and having them implement this methodology and you know that's after 20 years i said somebody said well maybe you ought to write a book it took me that long to figure out that what i'd figured out but nobody else had done it but i had i've had no traditional formal training in time management psychology or business you know yeah. uh, mine was all street smart so what i had come up with i guess I had the advantage of not being conditioned by any rethinking about what all that should be or what that should look like, and so I wound up writing the book, became the manual, and then suddenly thrust into the corporate into the world stage because I had no idea. I am not particularly entrepreneurial or aspirational. I am more of an educator, you know, and a researcher it's, than anything else.
0: It's I find it fascinating because you seem like almost like the reluctant uh, time management guru. <laughs> Kind of just like you know, I just kind of yeah. So you know,
1: get away. you, know, I, I just you just... can't manage time. You can't manage time.
0: <laughs> but that's what I like about I like about your presentation about this. It's just like you know, I just it was a thing I was doing. This it kind of worked out. And it's so funny that I've heard this so many times, and in my own life as well. If you would have told me ten years ago, I would be podcasting as a <laughs> as a as a career and a living, and I'm going to get to sit down and speak to people like yourself um, all the time, and and basically just reach out to whoever I want to talk to and learn about whatever I want to learn about and talk to people about, I would have said, you're nuts. You're absolutely insane. But yet, here we are. So I can only imagine in 10 years, what's going to be happening (laughs) for for me or for anybody. But that's I, I find that that's kind of the way the world works. The universe works that way. You just are thrown into things that, are more in line with where you're supposed to be despite yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah get out of your own way
0: exactly sure. so you've said you've said uh many times um that your mind is a crappy office your head is a crappy office can you explain that to the audience what that means
1: well let me just Let me back up to the last decade when the cognitive scientists had basically validated what I uncovered 40 years ago, your minds for having ideas, not for holding them. And they've basically proven that if you're trying to manage more than four things in your head, you're going to be driven by latest and latest, not by intuitive strategy, Mm -hmm. period. You won't take a test as well. You won't be able to be as present as well. You won't be able to do anything as well, simply because you got something spinning around in this part of your head that has no sense of past or future. So it's like this hamster wheel that will wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I should have. Come on. What a waste of time and what a drain of your energy.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: And so I just uncovered years ago that, you know, your heads, what you need to do is get that stuff out of your head. And, you know, your head... Your your brain was designed to evolve to do some very sophisticated stuff. You're doing it right now. You say, oh, that's a microphone. That's a computer. That's a thing. Or, you know, whatever. As opposed to vibrations and light and sound, so your brain evolved to do some very sophisticated stuff called long-term history and pattern recognition to make sense of your world. That's how you get through the day. <clears throat> you know, it's something your brain designed very well. But you go to the store for lemons, you buy six things and no lemons. You know what happened? Right, always,
0: always.
1: (laughs) If if you were trying to use your head to remember, remind, prioritize, manage relationships between more than four things, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do it very well. You can do it a little bit and and kind of, but it's not the ultimate way to be able to manage that. So the whole idea was building the external brain. You can read Dan Leviton's book, uh, The Organized Mind. You can read, you know, Atul Gawande's The Chickless Manifesto. You can read... There's a lot of stuff out there over the last ten years that's shown up that said, "Look, guys, you need to build some sort of trusted external system and a way to engage with that appropriately, so that your mind's not distracted and you can be more present with whatever you're doing." So, and when I say more present, come on, Alex. I mean, I know your focus. I, you know, I, I really appreciated acknowledge your your intentions and, and the work you're doing. But if you want to do more spiritual practices, my my stuff. Actually, there is a spiritual base to it, but it's not about. It's just about being clear. Not well, uh, whether you want, you know, and so just being clear, you can be clear to have better meditation or being clear to write a better business plan. You know, either way, or cook better spaghetti.
0: Right, and that's and that's one of the reasons why I like having guests like you on the show is because it's you know my show is not just only about spirituality; it's about the entire package: the 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 mind, the body, the health, the wealth. The, the whole thing that we're going through this journey, life's journey and helping tools along those paths. But absolutely, look, I, I have a very heavy meditation practice. I meditate at least two hours, sometimes three a day. And I run multiple businesses. I have employees. Uh, I do many things. And I had to clear out a lot of stuff to make that happen. I'm nowhere near perfect. I don't think anybody is at this point, but I do my best. But without those skills, I can't do a show like this. I can't help people. I can't find time to meditate. I can't find time for my family. You need to have these kind of skill sets. These are these are life skills, not just business skills. Would you agree?
1: Of course. Absolutely. So what
0: is the I mean what,
1: I, people, people meet me, they go, God, David, you're nothing like I thought you'd be, because they read my book, they think I'm buttoned down corporate type A. you're not (laughs) you're nothing you're nothing like that i go no i'm not anything like that i'm spontaneous follow my intuitive punches do what i feel like doing whenever i feel like doing it that's my style i just discovered that (laughs) without these techniques i couldn't do that on a consistent basis
0: what is the most important thing that we should be doing right now to help us clear that space to help us get a little bit more organized
1: well, there's three three things. What you need to do is, first of all, you need to identify everything that's got your attention. That's not on cruise control. So people have been watching or listening to this, even these short few minutes, Alec, have had their mind go somewhere and had nothing to do with what you and I are talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Grab that. Why is that on your mind? The reason it's on your mind is because there are decisions about it you haven't made. There are things you're not appropriately engaged with that commitment. So I just discovered what appropriate engagement looks and sounds and feels like. How do you do that? How do I appropriately engage with my health, my cat, my business, my podcasting, whatever? What do I need to do to get that off my mind? Because on your mind usually means there's something that's not right yet or there's something that's not on yet or there's something that's not been taken advantage of yet. So you need to both capture that thought, write it down, got it, nothing else. You know, I live with paper and pen. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There is no better tool than paper and pen. You know, no Wi-Fi, no no batteries required, no <laughs> it can't you know, crash. It won't crash. And by the way, while we're while we're talking, I may have something pop into my mind. So I don't you know, the muse is fickle. She comes in and she goes out, man, two minutes later. I think I had a thought. <laughs> it might have been useful. Where was it? Where did it go? So, first of all, just write it down. Capture your stuff that's got your attention. By the way, most people that we have coached over the years and coached thousands, uh, it takes one to six hours just to grab all the stuff that's got their attention. Most people have no idea how many commitments they've made internally. I would, could, should, need to, ought to, might, want to, whatever. All that stuff is then rattling around in that crappy office called their brain. And you know, so that's the first step is just make sure you capture, meaning externalize capture in some sort of trusted way in some sort of trusted bucket, all those things that have your attention. And then secondly, then you need to not just let that lie fallow. You need to then make decisions about what does that mean? What have we got to do with that? That's something to actually do something about or. And if it is, then you need to say, what's the next action? And do I have some project I need to keep track of? And then keeping track of those commitments is step three, which has been organized. You need to get some sort of a list manager. Like you, you can have lists. Here's my errands I need to run. Here's the things I need to talk to my partner about. Here's the thing. Here's my projects I need to finish somehow in the next few weeks or months. Simple. A you know, it, it, uh, duh. There's, it's kind of a duh thing, Alex. I, I mean, I hate to say <laughs> that, but anybody listening or watching this who keeps a calendar has already demonstrated the fact that your brain can't do it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I live with my cal. without my calendar. Um, you know, it's it's oh God.
1: why? Because some part of me says that's a commitment I made. <laughs> I got a price to pay if I don't keep that commitment. And so that gives you the motivation to actually manage that external brain. But what about all the things you've told yourself you need to do about your life and your your organ your work your your company your relationship your family? What about all those?
0: Now, how do you get a, a, appropriately engaged with your life? Is something you've spoken about before? Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about yeah,
1: that? Yeah, pretty easy. What is it? that you're not yet totally appropriately engaged with, you need to capture that. And then you say, what do I need to do about that? Is that a doable thing or not? You need to make a decision. Is that an actionable thing? Yes or no. If no, it's trash, it's reference or something to be reminded of later. If there is some, if it is a doable thing, then you need to say, "Hmm, okay, what's the next thing I would need to do? What's my very next action? I would need to take an email to send, a website to surf, conversation to have with my Wife and my husband. So and then also, if one action won't finish that, what's the project? And defining what the project is that you're committed to complete about this. Wow, we need to really make a decision about whether to adopt or not. I really need to hire the vice president. I need to make sure that our bank account or that our equity line has been increased. So. Most people have 30 to 100 projects and most people have 150 to 200 next actions that they have barely even begun to even define or objectify. But that's their truth. By the way, don't shoot the messenger.
2: <laughs>
1: that's just, that's that's their reality. And they just very, very much overcommitted in terms of their own personal systems to manage all that so that their mind could go, oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to take a nap. Because There's I look room. at all that and now I'm appropriately engaged with all of that because I've parked those in places and my reminders of all the things I need to be reminded of in the right places that I know I will see in the right context at the right time. And that's how you appropriately engage. And that also is. Engage with cat food. You got cats, you need cat food. Come on, three o'clock in the morning. Oh, God, we need cat food. Come on. Write it on a post-it on the fridge trusting whoever's going to the store is going to buy captive using a post-it to remind them. That, that's all you need to do to appropriately engage. But that but, gets more sophisticated when you're thinking about the more sophisticated stuff.
0: But that also includes your health. That also includes maybe your spiritual practice, these kind of things that, that might go- Whatever has
1: your attention. God, why am I on the planet? Right. You got your attention? Great. What's your desired outcome? Uh, to get more clarity about my life purpose. Fabulous write that on your project list what's your next action what would you need to do do you think well i need to listen to dan Noman's uh, uh interview with alex i just listened to it by the way it's great <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Oh, okay well do whatever what's your next step you need to take to get clarity about that so you can appropriately engage with even something as potentially sophisticated as that but it's the same stuff i don't care cat food life purpose
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: Come on. It's the zen of this, Alex.
0: <laughs> it's the zen of the cat food. I mean, we wrote it. I think that's the title of a new book, The Zen of the Cat Food. <laughs> I'll co-write it with you, Dave. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, so now we, we, we're getting an understanding of Engaging with our life, engaging on what's important to us. How do you prioritize? What systems? What 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 I what advice do you have for prior prioritizing different Easy. things in your life?
1: Once you get this all captured, clarified, and organized, take a look at the whole inventory and say which thing, if I do it right now, would give me the highest payoff.
2: Hmm.
1: Not Simple.
2: hard. <laughs> Simple.
1: <laughs> Not hard. Now, when you say highest payoff. I go, well, great. What are you trying to do with your life and your lifestyle? Where do you want to be three to five years from now in terms of your vision of lifestyle and career? What's your life purpose? What are your core values? There are a lot of you know, conversations to have at these multiple horizons of our commitments with ourselves. So uh, understanding those, if you know what your life purpose is, then decide which one of those emails to respond tonight is going to most fulfill your life purpose or move you forward. <laughs> most people—that's not going to help most people make that decision. So right. they need to say, "Well, great. Where am I going? My life, my career. Oh, by the way, what do I need to do in the next year or two to make sure I'm going where I'm going and win my life and career? Oh, by the way, what are the things I need to be accountable for and responsible for? My job and my life, washing machine, and 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 the light bulb that's out, and the dogs that need to be walked, and and oh, by the way, so they are." <laughs> You know, most people's lives are much more complex than they realize, or acknowledge, or have objectified. So, what I did was help people just objectify that content of all of that, and then appropriately engage with that as they as needed be. But it's always going to be an intuitive, spiritual trust. Your gut, trust your liver, trust whatever body part you want to trust. That's going to tell you what you think. That's the most important thing you need to do right now. But mm-hmm. I defy i I still may have to make that choice. look, i'm seventy seven. so i' don't, I don't get I didn't graduate past what I teach. I still have to do everything I'm talking about in order to stay clear so that you and I are just clear and I'm clear talking to you.
0: It's funny because as we're talking and as you're talking, In my mind, it's like, oh man, you got to get that done and that done and that. Like these things are popping into my head as like, because you're telling, oh, you got to prioritize, and then you the mind's
1: like, yeah. And did you make any progress on any of them? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I I should do. What happened? I should do that. What happened to your energy based upon that distraction?
0: It, It because your mind is your focus is a little bit different, so you can't be completely engaged. And it wasn't something I meant to do. It's just something that happened based on the conversation we're having because my mind is like, oh, yeah, there's that to-do list that my wife and I put down. And how did we get – we, we knocked out a bunch of it, but boy, we really need to get that thing done. We haven't even talked about that in weeks. We, this is all happening while I'm still engaged here. So I'm almost on a subconscious level is going back here, but I'm still listening to the voice while I'm engaged with you. But it, you're absolutely right. So it's a perfect example of what we're talking about is happening to me as we're talking
1: it's welcome, pretty. welcome welcome to your world and you could have fooled me that that was something i was going to discover what and that mean? i that this would be a um uh you know a model that i would sort of uncover i didn't make it up this mm-hmm. is how you get your kitchen under control how you get your consciousness under control how you get your confidence under control you identify what's off you decide what to do about that you organize the result of the actions and commitments you've made about that in some external brain. You trust that you are the right person to see at the right time. And you then make sure you reflect on the whole inventory on a consistent basis. You know, come on. I just uncovered that and objectified it. But don't shoot the messenger. But yeah. if you if you want the result, call present, wherever you are. Yeah, you can focus on your breathing all you want, but if you still need cat food and haven't <laughs> properly engaged with that, it'll disturb your meditation.
0: <laughs> Again, the Zen of Cat Food. It's yours for free, David. Write the book, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the biggest things, uh, you know, I'm a, I've been a writer and and worked in Hollywood for a long time, and right, and you've been a writer obviously as well, and I use writers as an example because if there is something else that can be done. We were like, oh, you know what? I really do need to clean that house today instead of writing. The he- the 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 devil of per- procrastination.
1: Oh my God! When I when I was started, decided to write the first Getting Things Done book, you know, which was published in two thousand and one, but I started in nineteen ninety seven. It took four years to get to get it out. My wife discovered she had a completion machine. She was married to. All she had to do was put stuff in my in basket. Oh. Oh, yeah, clean the toilet. You know, I need to do that. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many things I finished, handled, to avoid sitting down and trying to write the first chapter.
0: So how do you (laughs) overcome procrastination in any aspect of our life?
1: Well, you know, you've talked about fear in a number of your podcasts. I know. The biggest fear is the fear of losing control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all, you know, Alex, come on, you you can back fill any of these fears they're all the fear of losing control you know what if i lose control in this conversation what if so what if i lose control of my own emotion what if i go crazy what if you know come on it's all about losing control control is the biggest human addiction Mm. people are killing themselves and each other as we speak just to either maintain or achieve a sense of psychological control it's that powerful a driver so you know back to the common sense or you know, commonplace. Why do you avoid stuff? You don't want to step into something you don't feel like you can successfully do immediately. Um, Right. So deciding, you know, part of my methodology determining what's the very next action step you would need to take about this. And that's something you can usually control and and engage with successfully. But if you haven't decided that, some part of you goes, oh, my God, there's too much to do about deciding we should adopt. Hire the vice president increase our credit line, you know, there's, uh, there's unknown between here and there. And so some part of you feels out of control to even engage with that. And so you avoid it like the plague. That's why most people procrastinate about most anything, or you may be procrastinating about stuff that's not that important anymore. You may have stuff on your list that was important two months ago, but now it's like, you know, oh, come on, (laughs) what a dumb idea, but it's still on your list. You think you're procrastinating about it. No just get rid of it, (laughs) dump it, just go, no, or maybe someday, you know, put it on a someday. maybe.
0: So then doing action steps kind of, it's like instead of eating the elephant in one bite, you start taking a little bit of a bite, you know, bite at a time. And that's how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time, as opposed to trying to eat the whole thing at one time. And that overwhelming feeling that we get is we're like, I don't even want to attempt that right now. But if you just look at the next action step, well, if I got to raise my credit line, I got to make an appointment with the banker. that I can handle that. Boom. After I get that, then I'll, oh, I'll need to bring in, make sure I have my tax returns for the last two years. OK, great. Exactly. But if you start looking at it as this giant monster, of course, you never. that's why when we sit down to write a book, it's the book. No, let's outline the first two chapters. Well,
1: write a shitty first draft. OK, as you come out as a writer, you know. Right,
0: <laughs> you, should, yeah. you just gotta get. For me, it's like I need an. Outline. It's like
1: butt in, butt in chair, boot computer, hit heat.
0: <laughs> right. For me, it's always outline first. Once I have an outline, then I could start going, and then it just it's unravels. Outline
1: first. You you might need to go random, strange ideas. Let me put on the page, then I'll write oh, the outline. Yeah. You know when I would. do that book, by way. One of the things I <laughs> one of the best things I discovered was to create two word docs. One was random ideas, another was the outline. You know, I tried to I tried to use some of the writing apps that were out there. They required too much thinking to try to figure out how to use them. And all I needed was a place to create a, a, a sort of a brainstormed outline and another place to capture every, every idea I think that might have to go into that.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Now back to the show.
1: And those two things were sufficient, absolutely, for me to write the four books, you know, and got another one in the works. So.
0: And 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 for me, it's I I would agree with you. Like I did that without doing it exactly how you're doing it. As I outline, when I create an outline, you know, uh, you know, sentence, then I would just run a bunch of ideas about that that out that place, and then keep going. Yeah. So it's just, and I would just, and it just kept going. So, but it's a place to start. Just don't
1: stop. Don't stop your thinking and don't stop capturing your thinking. Right. And then later, see, God, God bless word processors. You know, I did a, (laughs) I did a project with a company with Charles Simonia and and Charles built Word and Excel. Those were the two game changers in the world out there in terms of productivity. Oh, absolutely. Nothing else. Everything else has just added speed and volume, but Word But word processors and Excel and relational databases and then where all that came from, those were game changers. You know, 85% of the businesses in the U.S. are being run by Excel. And believe me, word allowed us, you and me, to have ideas then later on figure out what to do with them, which was a game changer just in terms of how our brain thinks and our productivity in terms of our thinking and what we could do with it.
0: Now, you talk about this thing called the two minute rule. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Anything you can do in two minutes.
0: <laughs> right. So, what is the two minute rule? That
1: still needs to be done, should be done right then, because it would take you longer to remember it or, or to uh, Write it review down. it than it would be to finish it. So, come on. I've had executives tell me that was worth every single dollar they paid me, and they paid me big bark. Just the two minute rule. Really? You know? Just like, oh my God, that email. I could, I could respond to that. I could delegate that, or I could handle that in two minutes or less. Let me not lie. That lie fallow. The problem is, a lot of seriously professional, high, you know, high performing people are so focused on their high priority that they then let lie fallow a lot of these secondary things that show up in life. They still need to deal with. They just don't have the energy. Don't feel like dealing with it. And then what happens is they come back and bite them in the butt and, you know, then then suck their energy out of that stuff simply because there's still stuff they have, they still need to do. They still need to decide. They still need to hand off. They still need to complete that. You know, I don't, I don't tell them what that is. I just ask them. That's something you need to do. Oh yeah. How long would it take? I could do that in a second. Do it. Boom. Done. You'd be amazed. And a lot of them come back the next day and all kinds of stuff is coming back to them that they put in motion productively and go, oh, my God, that is happening in my world.
0: <laughs> because you start, it started, you know, it's really, you're absolutely right. Those, with, if you could do something within those two minutes. But to to a certain extent, though, because you could do an email in two minutes. How about if you have a thousand emails, you have to prioritize which ones are important, which ones are Why aren't. do you
1: have a thousand emails? Because you haven't dealt with them as they came in.
0: But how about if you? Well, how about if you're a very popular podcaster who gets emailed constantly by all sorts of people and all sorts well, of come
1: things? Come on, Alex, do you only take out part of your garbage?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then, do you, you have to make a decision of either have systems in place to get rid of the garbage, or within? And this is what I've started to do. When I do go through my email, I'd be like, nope, junk, nope, junk, no junk. Or if I have to respond, I have a pre-built response for some of the more common questions that I get so I can move much quicker. Because if I'm sitting there typing, it's one sentence, but one sentence 500 times is a lot of time. So if you could just go click, click, done, click, click, done. These are little hacks that I've found over the years. Yeah,
1: text text expander is great. You know, I use it a lot. (laughs) Here's the response. People ask me for a podcast, I have a click response. Here are the three stipulations standard stipulation. I go, you know, I do XXP and I go, it goes to these standard things. Say, so you're okay with these? And here's my request. Do it before. Thank you, by the way, for acknowledging my time zone.
0: Sure, of course.
1: Uh, you know, so, yeah. yeah. So automate that stuff so it, it's quick and easy. Why would you have a thousand emails sitting anywhere? Oh, no. You only take out part of your garbage. Give me a break. And I understand it's an issue because of the speed and volume of stuff coming in that let, that people allow to come in. But why did you allow them to come in? Why are well, they I'll, there?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, and let's talk about automation for a second because there are so many things in the world that can help you with menial tasks that take up so much time. I mean, when you schedule to come on the show, I use a software that helps me schedule you. Helps me re- send you reminders, sends you a text reminder, if you option for that. All that stuff is done automatically. and I just show up and boom, you're here and we're recording. Before I use that, I would manually hold on, Let me check my schedule. All right. how about on Wednesday at two o'clock? and, and it was take I was dying. That one little automation that I did changed my daily routine because. And now I'm booked up until yeah, great.
1: March. This
0: you know what I mean? So it's really, it's really fascinating. So can you talk about the power of automation and what people can do with automation? Well,
1: come on, Word and Excel. Talk about automation. Before Excel, you had to have 25 accountants trying to manage your business. <laughs> True. Right? True. Before Word, how many, how many text editors or assistants did you have to have to review your handwritten, you know, stuff? You know, so yeah, automation is fabulous.
0: It's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of programs that can help you. A lot of apps that can help you.
1: Yeah, but a lot of them would just take much more work than they produce in terms of value. So, a there's, lot of them like, oh, now you got a new project to try to figure out how to use that.
0: <laughs> there's <laughs> that too.
1: Stuck energy out of your ability to be able to do that really well. So, yeah, Calendar is probably is probably great for a world like yours, not for mine. Mind changes so rapidly, you know, and and I have to make constant intuitive decisions about is that a podcast yes, I could do then? But that day, I'm also doing these other kinds of things, so I don't I don't have a life as potentially scheduled as yours is. So that that wouldn't work for me.
0: But it's a case by but, case.
1: Understood. If it is, if it does, like yay, find anything if, like that. Now, but uh, the, the main thing is to get your mind off of your calendar. So right. if that gets your mind, as you said, if that gets your mind off of that yay! yay then it frees up your space to be able to focus on other things and show up and go, okay, now I have this thing I need to do. But believe me, you know, calendar didn't work for you and me. You had to then redo that because I said, I don't do this at 6 p.m. Amsterdam time. So, you know, you had to still, you know, manage that little piece Pick of your up. game. But that's fine. It's great.
0: But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a really quick little hiccup, and it's something that I could just go, okay, click, click, done. All right, now I know I'm I'm on this time for David. Yeah, yeah which is great. Uh, it's outside no, of my... I
1: I, look. I, I, I'm a, I'm an end user geek. Anything small, black, high tech, and expensive, I want. You know, give it <laughs> to me. <laughs> now my buy to use ratio over the last forty years has been probably you know ten to one. <laughs> like. Yeah, that didn't work, or that didn't work, or that didn't. Uh, that was too much trouble, or oh my god. Well, but, but I've, I've, why
0: not? Th- there's the thing the is worst like ways, you,
1: the worst ways to spend your time. So.
0: Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think in life in general that I mean, as I've gotten older and I've gotten more, my businesses have become more complex, and I have run a bunch of things, and people are asking me, "How do you output eight podcasts, nine podcasts a week between all your shows?" So I'm like, a lot of organization, a lot of optimization. to make those things happen and it's just trial and error but i've started to just like you know this is a big problem how do i optimize this great how do i do i need to buy a software for that do i need to hire somebody to handle it for me and how do i deal with all that but that's optimization and it took me years (laughs) years i was editing my podcast up until like four years ago (laughs) you know because i could because i could and that was the that's one of the, the drawbacks of being able to do a lot of things is you 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 fill up your day with just stuff that is not as important like you know paying the service oh
1: come on come on but but don't you have the zen of enjoyment of just doing that dumb stuff
0: no no i'm i'm way oh, too old for on. that now yeah no but it's a, <laughs> it's a
1: great way to relax alex sometimes especially if you've been writing something for an hour
0: Oh well, hours. sure. That kind of stuff. And then, get...
1: and then you need to go. Okay, I need to go snack on email, or I need to go snack on social media, or I need to go. I go. I know, go
0: snack on meditation.
1: To...
0: I go snack on meditation. That's what, like, you know, what, if I want to zen out, I actually zen out <laughs> I go and go and just quiet the mind and drop my cortisol in my body <laughs> with the meditation. So it. But again, it's everything we're talking about for people listening. It is a case by case basis. It's not one thing fits all as, as we're explaining both David and I have very different worlds. So things that work for David might not work for me and things that work for me, don't work for David. So it's all relative to what you're trying to get done. Would you agree? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor.
2: And now back to the show.
1: For sure. And who you are and your context that you're in. Right. Come on. I've, I've had very different systems over the last, you know, com- it's, at age 77, I've had a lot, a lot <laughs> of different kinds of lo- both lifestyles as well as system styles in terms of how they manage what I do. But early on, it was like, okay, how do I get this out of my mind? How do I make sure that I'm comfortable with this stuff? How do I feel comfortable at the end of the day or the end of the night where I go, I'm clear. It's all about clarity. What do you need to do to be clear?
0: That's that's really really important for people listening to understand. Is to clear the space because we get we just add so much crap onto ourselves to do, and yeah, we have to get things done.
1: It's it's not crap. You, You just add stuff that are potential commitments. What you need to do is renegotiate them. See, the problem most of the stress comes from not too much to do. It comes from not. Appropriately you're renegotiating with yourself what to do and what not to do. See, glass is half empty or half full. So, you know, Alex, you either feel comfortable talking to me right now, or uncomfortable about the seventy-five things you're not doing right now. <laughs> right? You just need to know what those seventy-five things are and looked at them. Like, I'm going to talk to David. Right? right? If you did that, then you renegotiated the agreements with yourself. But most people don't even know what the agreements they've made, much less have any process of renegotiating with themselves. Well, that's kind of I what we're doing. How to do that.
0: So, okay, so can you dive in a little bit to that, the agreements that we make with ourselves? Because that's something that a lot of people don't even understand that we do. Like, I need to get cat food. Let's go back to cat food, the zen of cat food. We need to get cat that's a That's a thing that has to happen. I need to make sure I have milk. Well, Come on,
1: Alex, wait a minute. Talk to me about what popped into your head. You said you and your wife have a to-do list and you mm-hmm. said there's stuff on there Give me an example if you're willing to share. Oh,
0: I mean, something as simple as like, oh, we need to get the, we're doing some landscaping out front. So we need to get a bid, a bid for, you know, the removal of the old crap that the old owner of the house left. And we need to, that's something we want to get done. Boom. All right, great. So let's right.
1: get So that now done. you got a project. Now you got a project. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have a project list? Do you have some list of the things you need to keep track of till they're finished like that?
0: Yeah. So, well, no, you see the, the, the only thing on okay, the list well, was stop,
1: stop, 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 stop. I just wanted to find out. L- let me ask you some questions right now. Okay. Please go for it. So, You don't have that on a list. You don't mm-hmm. have that somewhere you and, or your wife are looking at appropriately as soon as you, as often as you need to, to make sure you're okay with that commitment. So that's a commitment you have to do that. And your next action, if you had nothing else to do, but make sure that the landscape moved forward, what's the very next thing you or somebody needs to do to make that happen?
0: Oh, we need to reach out to a contractor to figure out our landscape. What
1: is that? Well, yeah. Reach out. What does reach out mean? Is that a do research?
0: That's a a research, Ah. researching the the, the phone numbers or calling friends or finding Ah, out somebody. ah.
1: So you got a web, you got a web, web R&D right now, right?
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. So we got to check that out first, okay, and then
1: who's going to do that? You, you, or your wife?
0: Oh, well, it was probably going to be my wife because she's the one that'll do that kind of stuff because she probably. knows I'm. No, no, she's no so what's more the likely. Next step?
1: So she would do so that. What's the next step? And then are you going to find out whether that's her or you?
0: No, no, she knows it's her. So then, from there, it would have been okay. Here are the numbers.
1: So you have a waiting for?
0: Her. Uh yeah. So, so she she gets that done first. Then she'll kick me the numbers. She's like you. Yeah, you yeah, you're wait, better. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. Stop. Stop. Got it. She's got the next action. Do you have a a list waiting on what you're waiting on from her, or in life, do you have a waiting for list?
0: No, I don't have a waiting for
1: list. Yeah, got it. Okay. So, <laughs> if you want to know how to appropriately engage with your commitments, what's the commitment? You know, improve the landscape. What's the next step? Oh, my life has it. Great. Are you tracking that? Does it matter to you whether she comes back to you about that or whatever? Okay. So what do you need to do to get landscaping off your mind, Alex? You haven't done any of those yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't put you haven't put the project in some place you know that you'll you'll look at as often as you need to be remind, <laughs> You know, weekly, we say that generally you ought to be looking. Weekly, how are we doing that landscape
2: mm-hmm.
1: here, right? <laughs> and then it's, you it's, haven't it's, put... You you haven't put the waiting for us someplace that you go, hmm, see, dear, you have a business of our life conversation tonight before we have spaghetti. What are all the things? How are you doing on that? I know you're trying to push back on me right now, but I'm going, this is, if you want me to coach you, but both recognize what your agreements with yourself are and how to appropriately engage with them, telling you how to do that.
0: Okay, go for it. No, no, but the thing no, is, <laughs> so all right. So with that, so with that said, though, that I that thing is not a, a a priority in our life of things that we need to get done. It's something we like to get done and put it on the list of like when we get these other until things until it done. is. Until it is right until so, like until my wife walks up on uh, one day, she's like, "I cannot stand the front of the house.
1: This needs right. to get done now." I'm like, "Great, give me the I numbers." Say. And why, why should they get to that point?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: My point. My point, exactly.
0: I see what you're saying. Well, I hope that, that was like a, a little training session for everybody listening.
1: <laughs> a little quick. I hope so.
0: A little quick training session. Um, w- and, and we talked a little bit about the weekly review. Can you talk about that a little bit more in depth?
1: Well, it, it, you know. There are times in your life you need to look at all the stuff you've committed to and all the stuff you might want to do about it and go yes or no or or oh, i'm okay there have been times in my life where i had to do that almost daily because things were changing so fast and so many new inputs were coming in and i had to recalibrate refocus reprioritize and sometimes like now at my age you know every two or three weeks it's okay because I've got some, I still have some big projects, but I don't need to review them or, you know, and recalibrate them necessarily more than every couple of weeks. But once a week, you need to step back and sort of lift up the balloon and take a look from a larger perspective. Anybody who's listening or watching this, who's looked at their calendar over the last one or two days, has done that. You said, oh, wait a minute, where am I? Probably Alex today, you said, oh, okay, I got this thing with David, uh, Tim o'clock, and then I have these other things, and then tomorrow, whatever. So whatever you did to sort of lift yourself up and take a look at a larger horizon to locate yourself in space and time is just necessary if you want to have a clear head, so that these things don't bite you in the butt, you know, later on or or whatever. Or you know, come on. Part of my weekly review is I look at the last two weeks and see what happened and would catch all the OSs.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Oh shoot! I should have, or I need to, or I still need to. And I'm looking at the next, not just the next day or two or three. I'm looking at the next two, three, four weeks. I'm looking at the next six, seven months. Because travel like I do now, I'm being invited to do keynotes now, everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You got travel coming up over about four or five months. You better, you better schedule it now.
2: Very so true. If you want
1: a- if you want grades, you won't, of you those know. so, so the, a lot of stuff I'm doing is called how, how often do I need to step back and kind of look at my world and then recalibrate that to make sure I'm not missing any key things I need to do. That's all that we do is we just, over the years, it's just every, every seven days is kind of average for people, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of their life and their lifestyle and their speed of life that they're doing about every seven days, they probably need to do that. It's not a not a hard rule. It's just when are you going to do that?
0: Well, it was it was it was a really great example of of this exactly what you're talking about. Is I had a <clears throat> commitment coming through an email, and they said, "Oh, you know, you're going to be here at this date and this time." I'm like, "Great!" And in my mind, which is a crappy a crappy place to uh, to store stuff, I said, "Oh yeah, I got to put that on my calendar." but I'm going to get this other stuff done first. So I just kept doing that for a few days. And then I got another email from that person about something else. And I go, oh, damn it. That's right. I got this, this thing I got to go to. Is it, is it, is it today? I freaked out because I thought it was today and it's not today. And I'm like, when is it? They're like, oh, it's two weeks from now. I'm like, oh, thank God. And the second, because of the pain that I felt that I thought, oh my God, it's today I ran to my calendar and put it in really quickly. I'm like, okay, I don't have to think about it anymore.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor.
0: And now back to the show. And it's just, it's it's the procrastination of that. It would have been so much easier if I would have just, the moment it happened, take those two minutes, put it in. Don't think about it again, because it could have been-
1: Alex is the cognitive muscle you need to train
0: mm-hmm.
1: most people are not trained to think that way you weren't born thinking that way so you act you weren't born thinking to know how to, to cook spaghetti you weren't born thinking how to speak Italian you weren't born come on you're not born knowing how to do what I'm talking about you actually have to learn it and there are you know it's not hard It's <laughs> not like a new language or a new Technology need to learn. You need to learn how to think about what's got my attention, what to do about that in such a way that your mind can let it go. But see, you can't fool your mind, Alex. It knows whether you have a system you would trust. If it doesn't, it will keep bothering you at three o'clock in the morning.
0: That's very true. Or while you're interviewing. Someone like yourself—it's
1: <laughs> popping in the back of your head. You're just like,
0: "We got to get that
1: landscaping done."
0: <laughs> like, how? Why did that? I, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Why did that pop in well, my can head?
1: Can we can we graduate this to another level? Because I love the focus of your business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm going to sort of self-disclose a little bit about, you know, my own spiritual awareness and practices and and education and training. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we're about here is completion and a lot about about what we're here you know you've taken on a body you've incarnated or you've embodied basically to make sure you've handled completion of what you've created before
2: mm-hmm. color
1: karma color whatever you want and then you also need to be accountable for where you put your creative energy so completion and production or if you will outcome and action the essence of why you're on the planet right now you're here to engage with your world uh, in such a way that you learn about engagement and where that came from and what's driving it your soul is driving it by the way
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's 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 the one that's got you that wakes you up in the morning punch your blood does all that other stuff you know but it's here you know hi, Alex, what are you engaging in right now and how are you dealing with that? So the more that you're willing to acknowledge that a whole lot of what my life here is about is about completion and creation. What do I need to complete and how do I be accountable for what I create? So I didn't mean to step off the block too far.
0: No, I like this. I like (laughs) you stepping.
1: That's the the focus of what I get your podcasts are all about. So I just want to let you know that's why I can't stop doing what I'm doing because all of my stuff is about acknowledging what you've created, making sure you get completion or uh, uh, appropriate engagement with it so that then you're free to then create and then be accountable for what you're producing out there with your creative energy because you can't stop either though. You're in it.
0: hmm and it's and that's something really important for anyone listening, that it's not only about business. You, what you're saying is so important because we are here for a purpose, a mission, uh, to engage, to overcome. To, but you have to do things and get things done. If I didn't have the systems that I have in place, I couldn't produce the output that I do on a weekly basis. And yet then I wouldn't be able to help as many people as I help with these shows and get this information out into the world and help other souls get down the road that they have to have to get down. So it's not just about like, Oh, I need to optimize myself to make more money. It's not that it's about optimizing yourself to be able to do more while you're here and to, and to actually engage in the life that you signed up for as a soul.
1: And make more money. Nothing wrong with that. Because Nothing wrong with it. That's Nothing. That's maybe what you need to do in order to fulfill what you're trying to do, and what you'll learn in the process of trying to do that is really what you're here to do.
0: Exactly, and then then there's deeper conversations about why, how we find out what we're here to do, and all that kind of stuff. But I love that, that that's you know, because I imagine at this stage in your life, you could easily just retire and not have to work another day in your life if you didn't want to.
1: I I I can't retire. I, I, come on. I can't yeah, you.
0: You love it. You love it. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, you know, I, I could, I, I just love doing this. I could do one a week. People like how much, I only do one podcast episode a week. What, what would you do? I'm like, if I only had one show to do a week, I would have no idea what to do with myself. (laughs) Like my baseline is like, I've been lifting 500 pounds so long that if you're like all you gotta do is lift a hundred, I'm like a hundred. What am I gonna do with the rest of my time? It's just the way I'm made up. So it is. It's fascinating <laughs> to say the least. David, man, I I, I can I could talk to you for hours about this. I really do appreciate you you coming on. Where can people find out more about you, uh, get your book, and find out the the work that you're doing?
1: Well, go to you know gettingthingsdone.com. If you want to see some two minute, three minute, four minute videos of me talking about spins about various aspects of this, as well as my three TEDx talk or whatever, go to GettingThingsDone.com slash YouTube. You'll see lots of stuff you can see. That you uh, might want to enjoy it,
0: David. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for all the years of of helping people get things done, man. I, I you know you've you've been a a good a power for good in this world. You're doing God's work, sir. You're doing God's work. (laughs) So I appreciate you, my friend. I want to thank David so much for coming on the show and sharing his knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, including how to get one of David's amazing books on how to get things done, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 170.